That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. I had a minivan with chrome stems on it. You know, I feel like I saw that bling on your van cruising by the neighborhood the other day. I was wondering what that was all about. Who in the world puts chrome stems on a minivan? Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-host, Peter Billman. I'm Cecil. Hey, we're just trying to have a conversation without Googling or fact-checking. We're just trying to figure out things based on our own experience and our own knowledge. And surprisingly, we can go 20 minutes. Which is about the, <laughs> which is our normal length of time. We've been told it's the length of time of a commute or a dog walk. Right. So if you've never exercise routine, that's right. If you've never listened to our our podcast before, hey, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. This week we're going to talk about things that the auto repair place might tell you, your wife, or your daughter, or your son, or your son. I mean, these are just the weird things that some auto repair places might tell you, and some of these are from real experience, and some of these are just of lore. The, uh, how are you feeling after after last week's episode? Have you recovered? I, I you know, it just seems like if it, you know the taste is in my mouth, like I ate it just a day ago. <laughs> it has lasted. The taste has lasted that long. You know, I had bunny taste some of those. Bunny's my wife. Yeah. I had bunny taste some of those things, and I regret not having her on the podcast I, because she had loud, visceral responses. <laughs> I mean, example, one of her most detestable cereals is the Fruity Pebble. Oh, really? And I made her eat the Fruity Pebble candy bar. Yeah, that's awful. The Dorito. She says, that tastes like, just like a Dorito. What is that? And she tasted the barbecue. (laughs) The potato chips. She did not appreciate potato chips in her Reese's because that is her favorite candy. Is it? And um, yeah, that is her favorite candy. And then I had her chug the Peepsy. The Peepsy. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it was. Uh, yeah. How about you? Can is your stu- has your stomach uh, recovered? Man, not completely. That uh, that Peepsy really will put you over the edge. Did you find yourself trying to sneak a Mountain Dew to wash it down? <laughs> it hasn't kicked me off the wagon yet. So uh, speaking of wagon, and so you've had several cars and you've had several drivers in your family. Yes. And you've had some experiences where you've asked them to take the vehicle down for a service or a right. repair or a checkup. And you've realized that you've had to make sure they all know the lingo and some of the pitfalls. So one of the things I wanted, now I have four daughters, and and none of them are interested in cars per se. But I did want them to be able to do like basic maintenance on the car and to be able to talk at an auto store. So what kind of basic maintenance? You You know, if they wanted to change an oil, change the oil, be able to do that. When they go to the tire store, be able to talk to the to the tire store. And, and it's not that women can't do this. I'm just saying that I have all daughters and I wanted them, I would have done the same thing with sons. That's right. So you you have actually taught them to change their own oil? Uh, no, I just, if they were interested, I would show them how to do that. But they at least know how to check their oil and um, and talk to the people that will change. I got you. No, no, no what to ask. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah, what to ask for. And so like, 
you know, if they want to change their filter, if it's change their air filter, it may not necessarily need to be changed and just to ask a few additional questions. And they can change their own air filters if they're not going to do the whole oil service. But they weren't, they weren't interested in doing that, all what, of that. What's been the most helpful thing to teach them and tell them? I, how to go up to a count, like an auto parts counter and ask for a part. I think it's been the most, I think that's probably been the most helpful. It'd be interesting to ask that, them that same question. So what have you what do, what do, what do you tell them? How do, how do you instruct them to do this? So I make sure that they know what kind of car they're driving, what year it is, what their engine is, and say so, because all those are questions. If you've never been in an auto parts store, you're going to go in and they're going to say, "What's your make? What's the make of the car? What's the model of the car?" And then they're usually going to ask what engine size. Which, which is interesting. Most of the time, you don't need to know your engine size to change a windshield wiper. Right, but they still ask for it, even for windshield wipers. That, that, that's fact. Yeah. It clues so, them in on something. Yes. It clues them in because if you walk right in there and you know your engine size, they know you're not necessarily, they know you, they they will, they will might suspect that you know your way around the vehicle more right. than yeah. they thought. So uh, I, I like for them, you know, so I've taught them to know those things going into a store and being able to ask for, um, you know, get the get a windshield wiper change or, you know. Ella, uh, Ella got her battery tested the other day because, but not everybody knows how to do that, and it's a good thing to know how to do. That's right. So, what, um, what some of, the, what are some of the traps that, that you've encountered or they've <laughs> so, encountered? One of the reasons I did this is because I've had these instances, mainly with my wife, where she's gone in and people have tried to do things to the car, and I think it was because they thought. She didn't know anything about cars. And so, like, one thing in particular is one time they said they were going, that she had a stopped-up overflow plan for the brake steering fluid. Wait, say, say that again. You said a lot of different words that generally don't go together. A, so say that nice and A stopped-up stopped overflow up. plan. For overflow plan. For the brake cylinder or the, the brake fluid. Yeah, for the master cylinder. For the master cylinder. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you all are not super familiar with cars, there is no overflow plan that can stop up for the master cylinder. So, um, uh, so it's things like that. It's instances like that. So I had to call the go back the guy back and said, you know, there's no such thing on the car. Why are you telling my wife that? And you know, and they backed way off and fixed the problem yeah. that was supposed to be fixed. They knew they were caught. Mm-hmm. I mean that. I mean that's that's literal fraud. That's fraud because there's just no such thing. There's no there's such an overflow pan for a master cylinder. Right. And so and so after instances like that, I was just very wary when they go in. And so I'm always very careful to say, look, if they before they do anything, just call me and we'll walk through whatever it is. And so they always try to upsell you at like an oil place. They're always going to want to change your air filter and your cabin filter. Right. And cabin filter is easy to change. So I've taught both, you know, I taught the girls that are driving to change their cabin filter so they can avoid that upcharge. Um, or, you know, they're going to recommend any series of flushes. Lots of flushes. Yeah. And so, you know, someone who doesn't, is not prepared for that may feel pressured into buying that. And they have some pretty sophisticated sales techniques where they'll bring out a color of the fluid that's in that they want to flush and they'll compare it to the brand new right. color and they'll say, look at how terrible right. this is. Terrible. You really need to flush this. And they, or they'll want to say, you need to get this cleaned. You need yeah. to get this injector 
clean, yeah. this fuel system clean. The upsell. And they don't even, sh- you can't even see that. Right. And so, you know, another thing that made me wary of this is one time uh, uh, my wife took the car in, went to, I went to pick it up, and this was getting tires put on the van, a minivan. Came back, and it had chrome stems on it. Ooh. And so I looked, I said, what? Were they, were they LED lit? They weren't LED okay. lit. I said, why is there a charge on here for chrome stems? And he said, well, you know, we just upgraded your stems. I said, why? And, you know, of course he didn't have an answer. Right, he right. just did it because he didn't think my wife, my wife was coming to pick up the car, and right. she wouldn't notice it. I said, either take the chrome stems off or don't charge me for them because I didn't ask for them, and it's okay. not necessary. And he's like, well, look. And, and they, he ended up not charging me for them. So I had a minivan with chrome stems on it. You know, I feel like I saw that bling on your van cruising by the neighborhood the other day. I was wondering what that was all about. Who in the world puts chrome stems on a minivan? Hey, I'm not judging that. Just don't do it. Don't charge me for it if I don't ask for it, right? Right. Yeah, don't don't charge me for it. So that's why I've I've just tried to go that, you know, take time to make sure that the girls know what to ask for, what to avoid, how to order parts. Right. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to ask them if they find it. Valuable. I know. I know they. You know they both feel pretty confident now taking their cards in for service, and and they know the things that they can get done at automotive store like windshield wipers and batteries and battery testing, which is important. Right. It saves you money. You know, understanding what needs to be fixed or maintained at a certain time is also really helpful. If you know you changed your cabin air filter two thousand miles ago, you don't need to change it again for another. Right. 13,000 miles. So if you already have that knowledge in your head, when they come and ask you, oh, look how dirty this is. Yeah, it's dirty, but it's brand new. So I'm not, I'm not changing it. And I don't have to change the blinker fluid. <laughs> I get the belts tightened. Have you ever heard of the blinker fluid? I've heard of blinker fluid. That's right. That's yeah. right. There's so, no, by the way, there's no such thing as blinker fluid. So if you've been charged <laughs> for it, go back and ask them to show you where they put the blinker fluid. I, you know, they, um, you know, I've just had another instance where they didn't listen to one of my daughters. Um, so the, um, we had to, uh, one of my daughters hit something in the road and it, it cut down two of her tires on the right hand side of the car. Ouch. Yeah. So got the car in, um, to, uh, to get the tires replaced. And so for some reason they had three of the tires and not a fourth one. So they put three new tires on and the fourth one they had to order. So they put a loaner tire on the position four. Okay. They put a loaner tire. Yeah, they just put a, a tire. Why didn't they just why, why didn't they just use the old tire that well, was still on there? That was, is, well, that's a good question. That's a good yeah, question. That's right? a good question. So they so I had three tires that were all the same that were new, and this fourth loaner tire right. that they called it. I guess at the end of the day, you don't care as long as you get that fourth one eventually. Right. And so the other tire was going to be in a few days. My daughter takes it back, and I said, "I'm going to put a chalk mark on the wheel," and I did. And I said, if they don't, I said, this is the one that needs to be changed. And it's different from the other three. It's a different brand. So you, yeah. And she goes in and she points to the tire that needs to be changed and they don't believe her. And they change one of the new tires. So now she comes back after telling them that they're doing it wrong. They don't listen to her. And now once again, I've got three new tires on the car and one loaner tire. And I have to call them. It's like, why didn't you listen to what she said? Good grief! So I had to take it and take it back again, and then get the tire to get the new tire put on. The uh, the one experience I've had was we uh, took 
my, was my, my bunny, my wife, is she's a fiance, my fiance at the time. She had to get her timing belt changed on her car. And she took it in. It was, it was time. I said, it's time. We go, it's like 90,000 miles, change the timing belt. She said, okay. Now I made the mistake of saying, be sure you get the old part. Didn't get the old part. Which, but you know, it's a timing belt. You expect someone, to, when they charge you 1,200 bucks, they're going to do the work. Right. But not but 20, 30 miles, 30,000 miles later, the timing belt actually broke. Ah. And they took it off. We, t- we, had, we were at a different place. Right. Took it off, and we looked at this thing, and we said, there is no way this was a timing belt that only had twenty to 30,000 miles on it. This yeah. thing, they had never changed the timing belt. My guess is they changed the serpentine belt, mm. thought it was timing belt, right. charges for the timing belt. Right. It just goes to show you, though, not when you find a good mechanic, that's like you discovering gold. Yeah, and I, I've got a great place now that I use and I trust. But yeah, I mean, I, I've spent a lot of times like marking parts before I take it in yeah. to make sure that the part gets changed. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I take my tires in for rotation, usually I'll chalk mark a couple of them just to make sure they rotate. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and, and, and I've, there's plenty of times when I've caught people not doing so. So any other helpful safety tips that you've given to people in getting their cars worked on? Well, I always use the Ray and Tom, um, and if you don't know who Ray and Tom is, the radio show uh, on NPR, it was called uh, Car, car talk. talk. And so they would always say, never let your husband or your boyfriend work on your car. Oh, that's the other one. <laughs> what about your dad? Was that it? Never let your dad or your no, boyfriend? No, no, I think you're right. It's husband or your boyfriend? I think definitely, definitely yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, no, because and the reason you don't let your boyfriend work on your car is because they're going to try to show off and act like they know what they're talking about, and, and they, they may not. And they might get it a little over their skis when they try to change those <laughs> spark plugs. They might get it way over their skis. I did that. I mean, I'm guilty of it, of doing that. Oh, really? I, What'd you do? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 my I, my girlfriend's car wasn't working, and I went to check it out. And um, I mean, this is an embarrassing story. Um, I couldn't I couldn't figure out what was going on with the car, but in the end, it was a super obvious problem. I should pick up, but I was acting like I knew what it was, and so I almost destroyed her car. What'd you do? Um, the uh, the serpentine belt had broke. Okay. Yeah, and so there was there was um, well, you know, her car might not have been doing that. There was a anyways the belt that basically drove the water pump, whatever it was, had snapped, and I didn't see it. Oh. And I had her drive it about five or six miles to a gas station. Without a water pump. Without a water pump. Nice. Yeah. And when it got there and the guy pointed it out, I was like, don't ever let your boyfriend work on your car. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had no idea. what I completely missed something that should have been right in front of my face. So the, one of the morals of the story then is that whenever you go to a mechanic that you don't have a relationship with, Everything they say, you should always be thinking, that don't sound right. <laughs> that don't sound right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, I don't need a muffler bearing. No right. such thing. Right, right. I don't need blinker fluid. I don't have an overplan. Over, overflow. <laughs> that's hard to say. Overflow pan. A blocked overflow pan. That's right. Yeah, I, but I think it's a good idea for everybody to know, you know, basic car maintenance. Be able to change your oil. 
not change your oil, but check your oil, check your fluids. Sure. Um, and ask for stuff at auto parts. And auto parts places can be intimidating, mm -hmm. I think, if, you're, if you've never been in one before. Right. Because it has its own lingo, and you have to, they're going to ask you questions that you may or may not know the answer to. Fortunately, they're, they're not the ones that try to upsell you on that cleaning system or that. Yeah. That, you know, they might try to sell you an air freshener. Yeah. Buy the, the, Buy the air freshener. Get out of there. <laughs> the store near us is really helpful. Like they'll they'll um, they'll kind of help you identify the problems with your car. Yeah, yeah. So usually at the auto parts store, they're right. super helpful. No, the, that's what yeah, yeah. that's right. Super right. helpful. Um, the uh, I remember as a kid when I first started working on cars, I used to when I first started going to auto parts stores and asking for stuff on my own. Um, you can you can get turned around, especially when you start asking for more and more complicated parts. Right. You know. So I remember working on brake systems and asking for the wrong part and then going back in and, and being arrogant enough to try to argue with, with someone about, oh, you gave me the wrong part. And he's like, no. no you asked for the wrong you part. You asked for the wrong part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's fun to be able to kind of talk that lingo and, and, uh, and, and, and just kind of know what you're doing. So, yeah, I think words of wisdom would then be, um, yeah, ask questions. If you're getting your car worked on, ask a few extra questions. Well, stay curious. Yeah. Stay curious about your car. Yeah. So. Just at least about the basic stuff. Now, you, now your son, you've, I've seen him doing some pretty advanced stuff on cars. Well, we've, uh, we've, done, we've done things together, changing out CV axles and changing out brakes and changing out uh, shocks and struts. So, yeah, we've, we've, we've done that thing. We've done a couple things more complicated and you, the same kind of thing is the more you turn a wrench and you the more you figure out okay that doesn't fit in you have to do this to make it work it kind of gives you an overall a bigger picture of the entire vehicle and then yeah. when you take it into a shop and they say oh yeah you you it's looking like your shocks are broken i just <laughs> i just replaced these myself yeah. or now i did have that happen one time where i had replaced the brakes myself yeah took it in they said oh you need pads i was like yeah, really? Right. Why do you think I need pads? Like, well, they're worn down. I was like, well, that's odd because I just replaced them last Saturday. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, oh I'm, well, maybe our meter was, our, our gauge. Oh, right, Gauge right. was off. I was like, yeah, I think it is. I bet you, you made that calibrated real yeah. soon. Uh, you know, and they did, I had something similar recently happen with her, with Christy when she was getting uh, tires checked. Um, you know, they, they, um, you know, you get a re rebate on tires if you don't use it by your tread, which is another helpful thing. Yeah. Yeah, so... If you go in to buy tires and they have not met the uh, the amount of tread, I mean the amount of wear that they should have, they will give you money back. Right. But you have to know that they're yeah, not yeah. necessarily going to offer you. No, that. they're not going to offer you. And that. you have to know how to um, understand what they're talking to you about the the tire tread. Right. And so yeah, that's a good thing. When you go in, the next time you go in to get tires, say, "Have I met my have I met my tread tread wear life, and can I have my rebate?" That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I bet you will get one. Because usually tires don't make it. The whole no, way. not these days. Yeah. Although I have run into situations where they'll they'll ask you, "Have you rotated your tires?" and they'll check the records. And if you haven't rotated, if you haven't rotated your tires, mm -hmm. they'll deny your claim. Yeah, yeah. no, um, we stay on top of, or Christy stays on top of rotating. Does she? Yeah, yeah. she um, she because she wants to uh, make sure we are eligible for the rebate. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, <laughs> we've dispensed all the car advice that we can do. Is everybody awake out there? That don't sound right. We've come to the end of another episode, Peter. Well, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you considering hitting the subscribe button 
on the platform in which you're listening, leave a review, or just give us a rating. Also, we'd love to hear from you at tdsrpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you have some advice about car repair places and what to look out for and the dangers and the things that people try to tell you and you would want to say, that don't sound right. That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your co-host, Cecil, and I'm also your uh, sound engineer. Peter is your other host and graphic. uh, He is your web designer. Emily is your graphic designer. Georgia is our product tester. Uh, Brent is our brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious.